Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Welcome to this edition of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm your host, Rebecca Taylor, and this week I got to sit down with the managing editor of Travel Pulse, Eric Bowman. He's also one half of the team that hosts the Travel Pulse podcast, along with his co-host, Dan Callahan. And uh, they share sort of the latest travel news, tips, industry insight, and experts. Uh, they have a weekly show, and of course, right now, they've been great for a uh, resource for information during the pandemic and just with the rules and guidelines for countries changing so frequently. So it was a real pleasure to have Eric on the show with us. We chat a little bit about some, you know, destinations that are reopening, what some of the guidelines are, and some of the trends that he's witnessed and and through various people that he's interviewed over the past few months. So uh, it's a really great episode. He also shares some uh, of his own favorite picks for destinations to go, so maybe more some understated, and some bucket list items, which as you know from me here monthly, my list is growing. So uh, this is a little inspiration for yourself as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Eric. If you don't already subscribe in iTunes and Google Podcasts, please do. Uh, It takes two seconds to subscribe. Why not leave a little review for us while you're there so we uh, can feel all the love from around the world. So without further ado, here's Eric. Okay, this morning we're here with Eric Bowman of Travel Pulse. And Eric, you've had a few different hats to your name, so um, I'll let you introduce yourself if that's all right. If you could share a little bit about how you became the managing editor of Travel Pulse, uh, Travel Pulse, sorry, and a podcast host, that would be great. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate this. Um, yeah, I became the managing editor of Travel Pulse back in 2018. I started out with Travel Pulse in 2016 just as the senior editor. And then I was the interim managing editor for about three months after the guy before me unexpectedly quit. Uh, and then I earned the job and got promoted up. Um, and then as the podcast was hosted by the original founder of Travel Pulse, Mark Murphy. Uh, then he sold the company uh, last year in 2019, um, almost, yeah, just a little over a year ago now. And um, myself and my co-host, Dan Callahan, took it over uh, in December of 2019. And we've been doing it since, uh, a weekly edition then. Wow. Yeah. And so as someone who's been in, you know, travel journalism and stuff like that, how do you find hosting the podcast different, like the media and how people consume the information? Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We, we like to do it weekly just because we, we focus on uh, what's trending. We always do like our, our first segment is always what's about tre- what's trending in, um, from the last week. And we, we try to post every Tuesday, depending on our schedules, just for, uh, you know, hashtag Travel Tuesday yeah. um, for fun on, on that. And yeah, it's always about what's trending in the last week. And the news, as you know, has is, is not stopped this year. It has been crazy with all the different restrictions and yeah. quarantines and uh, different requirements that every a lot of popular destinations are going through. And then obviously the cruise lines um, and everything they've been dealing with this year, too. Yeah. And I think you know, maybe things were really quiet back in March, say, when nobody knew what to do and travel was kind of a screeching halt. And now it is literally changing so quickly. So I'm sure you're probably getting a lot of hits on your (laughs) updates every week and what's going on where and, you know, things are changing. I I don't know how positive you're feeling this time around, because obviously we've kind of been here in the summer, right? Places opened and then, and then had to, to shut back down. But are you seeing any trends now, like eight months into the pandemic? Are we feeling more positive and like promising moving into winter travel when a lot of people would be booking to go away? Uh, I mean, somewhat. I mean, if you, if you want to travel right now, you can, it's just limited destinations and lots of restrictions, very specific requirements. So, I mean, I would say some of the trending destinations we're seeing are Mexico and the Dominican Republic. 
because you don't need a COVID-19 test mm -hmm. to arrive there. And uh, Costa Rica actually just changed the rules pretty recently and dropped that requirement as well. So it would be interesting to see, you know, a month or two from now, if they're seeing, you know, kind of a rise in bookings of people who don't want to be tested in, in order to travel, because that is hindering some people and the, yeah. they just don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, the Bahamas just opened up without a quarantine November 1st, uh, but you will have to provide a negative COVID test. And if you're staying there longer than five days, you have to get a second COVID test on day five, which is something new. Actually, not a lot, not a lot of other places are doing that, which uh, will be interesting to see if um, some people shift towards that moving forward or, yeah. or if Bahamas only does that for a limited time and then, you know, tries to join other destinations and drop the COVID test or they keep it. it, it it's all pretty, pretty wild. So and then yeah. on the cruise side of things, I'm, I mentioned um, that that's been really trending, especially the last uh, week here is the CDC lifted its no sale order, but obviously the conditions still apply. So passenger sailings aren't probably going to happen for cruising until late January or into February of 2021. So, and I know up in, in Canada, they just changed requirements up there. And I think they pushed uh, no cruising until I want to say February yeah. 2021 also. Yeah, there's another delay. So it's, it's interesting too, because I think certain places, you know, like the Bahamas say, maybe they learned a lesson. So when they reopened the first time and then had a surge in cases, so maybe by the second testing, like, will that actually help or not? And, and these other ones, like you say, with no testing in two months time, will we see Hey, that worked really great. People are being smart and not traveling if they are unwell. Or is are those places being like hotspots or, you know, surging in cases? So it'll be really interesting to see. Yeah. And if, if more airlines come out, I think American Airlines just announced, um, I want to say Monday, that they, they added destinations to where they're going to be COVID testing, like for, for the, the airline itself. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, in a few months. If, if cases do start rising, uh, uh, rising up and if other lockdowns have to happen, which we've seen over in, in Europe, they're doing new lockdowns. If, if the airlines are going to push forward and try to do more testing on their own and stuff, which I thought would have happened by now, it's only like a limited amount and there's only like yeah. a handful of airports in the U.S. that are doing that. So it, it'd be interesting to see if, if that increases too. Yeah, yeah. If more can kind of jump on that bandwagon and helps limit things. So do you think travel, you know, in what different ways will it be affected? Obviously, we're gonna have a lot more screening and things like that. But do you think the type of travel is going to change what people are looking for? And also, how our own, you know, vision of travel is like, if I go somewhere, are we going to be a lot more um, understanding and caring of the locations we're going to just based on everything that we've been through? Or do you think, once restrictions are, you know, easing up more regularly and we're seeing like a trend of it not going back to the way it was, people will just go back to normal and not kind of, I don't want to say not learn anything, but, you know, obviously there's yeah. been a, a big call to to think a little bit more before we travel next time. I know. I think it will change. I think a lot of a lot of people will be impacted by this. It's going to have a lasting impact. Obviously, it's going to take businesses years to fully recover, but I think it will change how people approach travel and especially how people book travel. I, I think it's imperative that you you book with a travel advisor moving forward. They're always going to have the latest information and kind of help you guide you in the right direction, save you money in the process and, and have your back if something goes wrong along mm -hmm. with, you know, purchasing travel insurance too. But you know, we, we saw a lot of horror stories just back in the initial shutdowns of like March and April and all the cancellations and everything. And uh, having a travel advisor kind of helped some people. And then other people had to wait on the phone for hours on hours and then didn't get any refunds and, still dealing with all of that mess. So I think if you, yeah. if you are going to book forward, you know, make sure you use a travel advisor to, uh, to kind of help you out there. Yeah. And I think there was a 
quite a few articles written too around that time saying like people don't forget easily. So brands that were there for them are going to be the top of their list and the ones that, you know, they couldn't get through to or no refunds and weren't very flexible, you know, that, that won't be forgotten anytime soon. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And do you, um, just switching gears a little bit to your own, uh, podcast and, and life as a journalist, do you have any own stories that you could share of some of the most interesting guests you've had, or maybe it was like a location you covered or something like that that you could share with our listeners? Sure. Yeah. So uh, on the podcast wise, uh, we featured a couple of different travel TV hosts and Samantha Brown and Anthony Melchiori on the podcast, which was uh, a lot of fun. Samantha Brown of uh, former travel channel TV host now has her own show, Samantha Brown's places to love. Um, I've been watching her on TV since like I was in high school. So that was really cool just to have her on and, talk about things. And she also hyped up uh, the, the need for travel advisors as well. Um, and we've interviewed various industry executives from cruise lines, hotels, and tour operators all on the podcast. And then destination-wise, um, I had a really fun time reporting on Egypt um, oh. in 20, um, yeah, the end of 2018 was pretty cool. Just kind of touring that around. It was my first time going to Egypt and seeing what things were like. And they were doing this huge push towards um, getting tourism back in the swing of things. And you know, they're working on building this huge new museum, and it was really cool to kind of see the things that they're trying to work for and, and push for and, and focus on safety as well, because that is a concern of people. And then, obviously, they're going to have to put things on hold as of right now since, uh, I mean, they are open, but not a lot of people are going to be going out to Egypt right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all going to be – it's hard to project anything. If we only had a crystal ball or something, that worked. Right. Mag- magic eight ball would be great right about now. <laughs> but uh, If only. yeah. So Egypt sounds like it was kind of top of your list. Do you have some other favorite destinations you could share? I think especially right now, everyone's looking for, you know, mini escapes, even if it's digital. (laughs) So any corners of the globe you could share or add to their bucket list for them? Yeah, internationally, uh, I've always loved the Caribbean. So it's breathtaking beauty all around the islands. Jamaica is great. We mentioned the Bahamas earlier. Um, An underrated destination that I've I've been to, I think a lot lot of people don't really think too much about is uh, Guadalupe. That was really beautiful. They have a, like several different islands that you can kind of island hop around there. So that was that was a lot of fun. Great food, too. Um, here in the States, in some base in the States, um, I would say the Pacific Northwest, I think, should be on everyone's travel list. That's one of my favorite spots. Yeah. It's funny you say Guadalupe, actually, because we just had someone on a couple months ago, and they said the same thing. And then they were sharing all these different like events that they have there and things. And later we were chatting about it off the podcast. And I was like, okay, well, I'm adding that to my own bucket list now. I had no idea. Like you say, I think it's kind of underrated and flies under the radar of some of the other islands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you personally, if you're like everyone else, you're probably growing your own personal bucket list the more months you're stayed at home. <laughs> do you have right. any top trips that you're going to be booking as soon as it's safe to do so? Uh, I'm here in the U S I would love to get to Hawaii. Never, never actually been, um, which is, uh, so that's, that's probably my top U S but internationally, uh, I really want to go to Australia and New Zealand and just kind of do like 10 or even two weeks, 10 days to two weeks there, I think would just hit both, hit both countries would be so much fun. I've always really wanted to, to venture out there. And uh, beyond that, I would actually really love to visit Antarctica. Just kind of check mm. that off the bucket list. Not a lot of people can go there. It's super expensive. So I don't know if yeah. that'll happen anytime <laughs> Might be one soon. to save up for. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. But it, it would just be really cool to say, you know, yeah, I've been to Antarctica. You know, yeah. Penguins. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of increase in, you know, expedition travel as well on, mm-hmm. in terms of yachts. So I think that's probably, like you said before, you know, one of these trends that we're seeing people might want to go to 
the less crowded places or finally, since we haven't been able to travel, tick those big ones off their list that they've had for a while. So um, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see, you know, in five years time, what are the top places people go to? It might be totally different than we're used to. Right. Yeah. Destinations that you can focus more on being socially distant and yeah. um, like you mentioned less crowds and um, more more space and outdoors. Yeah. Um, nature, I think, has been a huge push with mm-hmm. everyone at home. Eh? And um, can I also ask you to just share your social handles, website, everything like that so people know where to find you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, travelpulse.com is the uh, where we have all the, the travel news. We, we cover the industry at large. So if it's trending in travel, we are on it. And that's uh, Travel Pulse on um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And my personal handle is at Eric Bowman underscore at the end. Uh, if you just search that on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me there. Great. And your podcast, I know it's linked on the website, but if people want to go now and subscribe. Yeah, it's just uh, Travel Pulse Podcast. Really simple, basic name. Yeah, easy to uh, know. <laughs> Travel Pulse Podcast. That's, that's where to find us too. So Okay, perfect. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.